Blog Talk Radio. It's, it's pretty obvious. The guy's a crook. 
No. Well, I wondered what he had to say. No, I'll, tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell you in a second. As soon as this damn thing stopped popping in front of me. Ah. You have to put your email in. Yeah, forget it. Uh, continue reading. Um, two months later, he again cautioned that he was waiting for the investigation to begin. But the interesting thing about this is that he, uh, you know, he, he changed uh, his tune. And uh, it's... Uh, keep going, Jeff. Hang on a second. Oh, I hate these things. Just keep... Continue reading right now. Then you have to go down more. Oh, hang on. Oh, it's supposed to be coming. It's supposed to be coming. Yeah. Yeah, really. He is now featuring these votes in one of his first online ads, despite Democrat leaders concerning that making impeachment a campaign issue could trigger a potent Republican backlash in November. But Capuano's change, yeah, change of heart uh, came as he was embracing for a potential challenge from the left, one that materialized in January when Anna Presley, a liberal Boston city councilor, entered the Democratic primary for the seat with a row to take a more active stance against Trump. In Congress, I've always delivered the, for the district, but what's most important right now is stopping Donald Trump, Capuano says in the 15-second ad. That's why I voted twice to begin impeachment proceedings and why I'm fighting to have Congress condemn his racist behavior. Allison Mills, a Capuano spokeswoman, said the congressman was not available for an interview to explain why he shifted his stance. She said in a statement it was based on his mounting concern month after month over Trump's policies and actions. And his votes to advance impeachment reflect what's in his heart, his belief that, as a quote uh, from somebody, uh, in his belief that Trump is unfit to be president and a danger to our democracy, Mills said. The strategy of pushing impeachment during the uh, midterms uh, election has worried Democratic leaders who believe that it will turn off the swing voters that the party needs to regain control of the House. See, the damn Democrats are playing it again, mm-hmm. playing the damn, you know, uh, uh, thing again, just like they did in 206 when they well, was he gonna, called their bluff. When he was going to uh, impeach, uh, yeah, he called their bluff. Said, "Screw you! I'm going to, I want to impeach this guy." And an effective weapon we will use against Democrats, not based in Cambridge, and a spokesman of the Republican National Party. I was surprised. Very surprised that that, that happened. But, Interesting. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's good news, actually, I, I thought. Don't you? But somebody's taking a stand, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, I, I thought so. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that, that was good news. And uh, let's see, I have some more positive news. Oh, somebody said this over to me. I love this. You know, this, this is uh, Fred Astaire's uh, uh, putting on the ribs. No. Yeah, but no Probably. one can see that. No, so. you can't, but it's, uh, you can hear it. <laughs> Here's a little meme that came out. It's called, uh, it's, uh, it, uh, it's uh, Kim, Kim Jong-un, Jong-un uh, hugging one of his generals and says, Yes, we're getting a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and Mueller warns that election uh, politics meddling by foreigners is still happening. Well, but my retort to that is do something about it. He's doing it. He's working I'm tired of hearing him talk and no action. I want action. Yeah, no. He's doing it. Anyway, ex-Trump lawyer Cohen likely to cooperate as his attorneys leave the case. <laughs> his attorneys, oh, his attorneys are banding him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Trump better think of moving to his new luxury condo in North Korea. Yeah. 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 That they just built. He want, no, he didn't build them yet. He wants to build them. Oh, he wants to build them? Yeah. I thought they just built them there. I'm going to play this afterwards, uh, after our interview with, with uh, Lila, but this is very fascinating. The Dumbing Down of Our Society by Dr. Bailey, and uh, I'm going to play that later. Uh, but uh, he, he explains how everything is uh, is designed to dumb, dumb, dumb down the system now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, between drugs and uh, media and, you know, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff, but he, he, it's pretty, it's only, it's not that long, but it's about, uh, I don't know, probably about uh, a minute or two that he talks about it, but it's uh, very, very, very fascinating, and uh, we'll mention, we'll talk about that later, but uh, Will and Lila should be joining us very soon. Now, I also want to play, this, this, you have to see this, and I hope you do, if you go to WashingtonPost.com, uh, uh, and I'm pretty sure it'll be there. It's called, uh, Reporters Thought This Video Was North Korea Propaganda, But It Came From The White House. Oh, my God. That at the beginning of the of the uh, summit there, yeah, yeah, that, there was a video that, that was played, uh, and they played it, uh, and Trump played it for, for uh, Kim okay. Jong-un and his reps. And he, uh, and, and he said that... Uh, uh, and, and it's just bizarre. It was made up by the White House. But it's like, you know, it's like Trump's dream of North of North Korea could be, you know, and what it is and what it, you know, it's, it's horrible. Really, it's just ridiculous. But uh, Well, we haven't seen it, so we don't know. No, I is. saw it. It's terrible. It's it's, it's ridiculous. I, I'll, I'll show it to you. But um, it's really bad. <laughs> Very bad. And, um, you know, let's see if I... Here's our guest hasn't called yet, so we'll see if she does. Hopefully she didn't get her wires crossed here. But um, anyway, um, let's go back to uh, yeah, let's go back to some good stuff here. Um, so, what was that video exactly? Who created it? Trump. The the White House. The White House created it. It's, it, it, I probably shouldn't have brought it up because you, you're not saying so you can't relate to, to how bizarre the damn thing was. They did mention it on the news on the way home. Yeah, total bizarre. Something about a fake video. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not a, it's not a fake it video. It was like, this is what it could be. This is yeah, who you that's are. It, that's, this is that's, you. it was like Trump's, His idea. Trump's dream, you know, for North Korea. And establishing, uh, you know. Trump Hotel. Yeah. And, and, and saying, if you don't do it, this is what happened, and it shows devastation and nuclear war and everything. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it really, really, No wonder really the guy bad. looks shell-shocked. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really total, total mayhem. I mean, it was crazy. I, I just can't believe it. But, kind of, that's what it was. And, let's see. Um, oh, this is interesting, I thought. Mueller's investigation, right? Mm-hmm. So far, it's only cost, it's cost three million two hundred thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. The Benghazi committee cost seven million. Trump's golfing trips since he's been president, mm-hmm. eighty-three million dollars. New debt from GOP tax scam, one trillion dollars. Right? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I, I I think it is. 
unbelievable. But anyway, um, <laughs> I love this. This sign says, don't blame Trump. He did everything he could to prove he was unfit. To <laughs> that's the new president. Well, that's true. Yeah, one of the D.C. or someplace, uh, Trump, uh, at the Trump rally. Daily Trump Temperament Advisory System. That shit crazy is uh, the top. Is the top. Full steam Twitter insanity. The second is uh, orange and it's uh, psychotic. The third is unhinged. <laughs> is yellow. The blue is delusional and um, green in the bottom is default position. Wake mode is narcissistic. I thought that was uh. Oh, this was really fascinating. Let me let me just check and see if I guessed all how. Okay, so up up. What do you do? Going back. Yeah, I, I blocked it out instead of going to it. But um, it turns out, wait, wait till you see what the NRA president of, in 1938 said about what the what the NRA was for and what it is now. Imagine that. Tremendous speed. No excuses. 
his, you know, the Dow dropped a thousand points back in, uh, back not too long ago. Yeah, that's true. And uh, guess who? He's, he's, this guy wasn't shot from any cannon. Right. So, Know your parasites. Uh, the brown dog tick, the deer tick, the lone, the lone star tick, and the lunatic, which is lot was just talking about. Brown dog tick, lone star tick, deer tick, and lunatic. Lunatic. Uh, that's what okay, what's the next one? Trump just admitted out loud that when Kim Jong Un doesn't follow through on doing denuclearization, he'll just lie to the American people. I'll find some kind of excuse. Yeah, this is the, the quote that he, that he gave you on it. It's really, I mean, it's you know, really, really sad. Um, uh, oh, that's a scary guy. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Oh, this guy, this Who's guy, guy? Is, this guy's a creep. This, he, this guy is the new campaign chairman for, uh, our, our manager for uh, Trump's 2020 campaign, oh, but he was the old uh, uh, techie guy for him. Now, this guy admits he used Facebook and all the Russian trolls for Trump to win in 2016. He admits oh. that, right? And is anyone and, uh, and is anyone feeling a little stupid? I wrote this, by the way. I was a little stupid believing anything from pro-Trump Facebook social media hacks. Now Trump hired him to run his 2020 campaign. I don't think Trump will be in office after this year, but if he's depending on Facebook, again, without Russian trolls and a million morons to believe, uh, to believe them, he's a bigger idiot than anyone thought he was, and Trump is wasting money he'll need for his legal defense. This guy, honest to God, um, you know, admits that he, that he uh, rigged the last election. Well, and Trump hired him to rig this one, right? He's why like, wasn't he arrested? He was a data manager, you know, for the campaign. Hey, he should be arrested, you know. Brad Pascal, the digital director, digital director for President Trump's 216 campaign, will reportedly run the 2020 campaign for re-election. And uh, the conservative website Drudge Report first broke the news, teasing Trump's 2020 run as a world-exclusive Despite the fact that the White House confirmed the president's plan run in June of last year. So, I don't know what that is. Okay, forget about it. But, uh, no, our, our guest has not arrived. That's a shame. Um, anyway, well, maybe I should... He looks kind of creepy, doesn't he? Oh, he is. He's extremely so. And, and But if you look at what he did... It's really quite quite shocking that he just blatantly did. You know, he 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 he, uh, he used social media, especially Facebook, to 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 control the the election. Imagine that. And he admitted it. Admitted it. All right. Uh, there you go. I think there's nothing illegal about that. Yeah, but see, Facebook sold him. Facebook sold him the uh, 
the, 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 all that information. Of people. Millions of people. Well, that's Facebook should be indicted. They, they should be. They honestly should They're be. They're getting off the hook, Man, I, I think. Those damn people are unbelievable. Here's what to know about Brad Parcells, President Trump's uh, manager. Parcells was the digital director for President Trump's 2016 election. He invested heavily in Facebook, relying on micro-targeting tools. Okay, and then. That helped the campaign deliver personalized ads to individuals across the country. And um, Parcells has has been drawn into the Russian investigation, but has repeatedly said he was not aware of our involvement in any Russian interference. Is that Kelly and Conway picture? I think so. Pascal was never worked on had never worked on a presidential campaign prior to 2016. The self-taught coder ran the Texas-based digital marketing company uh, Giles Parcell, and which had in the past designed websites for Trump and his family, The Guardian reports. Uh, yeah, this guy got all kinds of hacks. The Trump campaign paid Parcells millions. Right. Parcells received more than $90 million in compensation. $90 million. Throughout the course of the presidential campaign, this week reports. This guy's a, a crook, you know. And he's got him in charge of the of the whole, uh, whole damn operation again. Yeah, man, I'll tell you. There's no end to Trump's, to Trump's cookery, man. There just isn't, huh? Is that true? I think that's true. That's oh, scary. Uh, it's too bad we got. Uh, I guess we got burned by our our Wonder Woman here. Maybe uh, another night, folks. I don't possible. know. Sometimes things. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it, this this happens to these people. I don't, I don't know why. Well, let's just continue with the news. Yeah, we will not dwell on it. Okay. I don't um, like his picture, to tell you the no, truth. No, he looks creepy. The visual is kind of creepy. He's very creepy looking. He has a guy. kind of a straggly beard. Which is for a guy that made $90 million yeah, in breaking an election. His uh, beard trimmed. Oh, I love this. It's mentioned on the news tonight, but I, I, but I got a little breakdown. Initiative to break California into three states to go on November's ballot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They want, uh, let's see, number one population, number nine per capita is California. Okay. But California would drop to uh, 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 um, uh, uh, it would break up into Northern California, North California, California, and South California. Hmm. All right. That's cool. I don't know. That's what they want to do in November ballot. I, I think there's only 17% of the populace wants it, but it's, it is on the ballot for a, for a breakup hmm. of the state. And why do they want to do that? Well, economically, favorably, there's a lot of there's a lot of advantage to it, I guess. Um, not exactly sure what, but you know, they, I mean, to them, there's an advantage to Northern California, mm-hmm. right? But you know, because they're they're such a uh, doesn't say why they want to do. They got different kinds of economies, yeah. Uh, Initiative that would divide California into three separate states qualified Tuesday to appear on the ballot in November's general election. Californians will vote whether to 
separate into three states, Cal and we've listed them. Um, Sorry. Uh, I didn't say why, though. Yeah, it really oh, the reasons for wanting to split up California, Draper has said that partitioning, go ahead, you have to go to the next part. I want to know why they want to do that. Well, they want to, well, for, for, for a number of reasons, but the economic, basically. That the, the state is overmatched, overwrought, and something else. All right. Someone's too big to handle it, so. Californians will vote, uh, wait a minute. This week? Uh, Draper has said that petitioning California into three states would allow regional communities to make better and more sensible decisions for their citizens to address the state's most pressing issues, including the school system, high taxes, deteriorating infrastructure, and strained government. So, uh, California state government isn't too big to fail because it is already failing uh, as citizens. And uh, the, the article goes on. But you can get this article at, uh, I don't know. Ten News. Ten News. National News. Yeah, ten, ten News. Yeah, whatever. The numeral ten. Yeah, the numeral ten. National Initiative. Ten News. W, wait, WSLS.com. I wonder who's pushing this. Uh, there's a bunch of them. It, it gets involved. But, uh, but uh, you know. It, I don't think it's going to pass, but it's a, it's a, it's a good idea, you know, for for whoever thought it up. It makes it more manageable. It's just so huge, a uh, state. Yeah. You know. Wait a minute. Let's get back here. No, I think uh, I think we got blown off. Oh well. Life is a beast. So, um, that happens, folks, in in this kind of business. Uh, people get screwed up and the guests get screwed up and, you know, things things happen. So, uh, what can I tell you? Um, Gorsuch just wrote an opinion so radical that Clarence Thomas wouldn't join it. That was that was interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he, he it's really... It's, and yeah. Thomas is an arch-conservative. He's an arch-conservative, but Gorsuch is a, is a freaking lunatic, right? Really, uh, really serious. And, uh, and his most recent descent, as Gorsuch enshrined in his most recent descent. Um, I'll tell you about it in just a second here. But for, for more than a quarter century, Clarence Thomas served as the Supreme Court uh, daft old uncle. Under Thomas, reading the Constitution, federal laws ranging from child labor laws to minimum uh, wage laws to the ban on whites-only lunch counters are all unconstitutional. And... Um, Thomas once argued that the First Amendment does not apply to high school students because 18th century fathers behaved like petty tyrants. That doesn't make any sense, huh? But Thomas may have been dethroned. Dissenting the Sphine versus Mellon, Neil Gorsuch tells Thomas to hold his beer. Um, Gorsuch makes liberals miss Scalia. <laughs> Sven is the sort of routine cleanup case that the judges often hand down after a lower court case goes too far out on a limb and needs to be re reined in. It involves a Minnesota law that, among other things, governs how life insurance policies should handle uh, and divorces. Imagine that. If, if you die, yeah. even if you leave your uh, 
your uh, estate estate to 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 someone. Uh-huh. If you're still if you're married or if you have she have, if if you haven't changed the beneficiaries uh-huh. on on your actual policies, those beneficiaries will 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 inherit even if they're divorced or you know uh-huh. whatever. But if one spouse lists the other as a beneficiary on their insurance policy, and then the couple divorces, Minnesota law automatically revokes that designation. The theory is that the average Joe does not want his ex inheriting what he leaves behind. But in practice, many forget to fill out the paperwork to remove their spouse as a beneficiary. Right? And Minnesota law does not forbid someone from designating their ex-husband or ex-wife as an insurance beneficiary. But it does require them to refile the paperwork to do so after divorce. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's ruled in favor of it, and uh, uh, and keeping the and keeping the law the way it is uh, against the beneficiary because they weren't listed. Hmm. I, that kind of makes sense, I guess, but it's still kind of kind of different. Let me just check it again. Nope, nothing happening there. So um, the um, this is something interesting too. Uh, very fascinating. I think I told you about this earlier. Oh, the uh, dolphin. The dolphin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dolphins are so smart they use individual names to build surprisingly manipulative social networks. And 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 it goes into it's a, it's a really good article because it, it tells you how uh, dolphins can keep their friends. Yeah, can keep friends for years and years and years and years because they identify the whistle, the whistle and, and, they, yeah, and, and the nuance. Right. So if they get into a group or they allow or whatever, they can still shout that out, and others will recognize them and form a, a group, you know, and uh, and keep That's that. That's pretty it, cool. And it's basically males, uh, male bonding, bro love, you know. Where's the female? Well, they they uh, they're they're around, but in. Busy having babies and taking care of them. Yeah, but it says uh, uh, it says they keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. That it's kind of it's kind of what they do because they get rivals in the in the in the school of. Uh, in life, it often pays to keep a close eye on competitors and rivals. Historian Doris Kern, uh, Goodwin's book Team of Rivals, tells how U.S. President Abraham Lincoln persuaded each of his political rivals to join his cabinet thereby turning them into his allies. But the formation of alliances with potential competitors is not unique to humans. In a study, uh, biology of colleagues, and I described how such behavior is also found among bottlenose dolphins. We found that the individual male dolphins retained their unique uh, signature whistle, allowing them to recognize their um, different friends and rivals in their social network, uh, something not currently known for any other uh, non-human animal. And I thought that was interesting. And, uh, but they, uh, that, that's how they, that's how they respond. Well, anyway, males are therefore cooperating with individuals with whom they are in direct reproductive competition, 
since paternity success doesn't uh, cannot be shared. But the bonds between these teams of rivals are as strong as those between mothers and calves, and these friendships and alliances can last entire lifetimes. Uh, so how do these males keep track of all these different relationships, and how do they maintain such strong social bonds? The answer may lie closer to home than you think. Um, Previous research show, has shown that bottlenose dolphins develop an individual vocal label known as their signature whistle, which they use to broadcast their identity. And uh, these dolphins aren't born with their own signature whistle. Rather, each dolphin develops a signature whistle within the first few months of life that is structurally unique from those of its companions. Huh. It has been shown that these signature whistles are somewhat comparable to human names. Dolphins use them to introduce themselves or even copy others as a means of uh, addressing specific individuals. So, hey, they they see a guy and they say, hey, Charlie, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, Bill, how you doing? You know, that kind of thing. And it has been shown that these structures' whistles are somewhat comparable to human names. Yeah. For, for decades, it's been thought that male dolphins would converge onto a shared signature whistle when they formed alliances with one another. It was proposed that such an alliance signature would allow males to advertise alliance membership to competing males or to sexually receptive females and a type of local band, uh, badge or uh, group label. Intriguing, we found that the male dolphin in Shark Bay retain individual vocal labels distinct from their allies, individually named dolphins. So it's pretty cool. It's a great article, and uh, I recommend that to you that anybody interested go to it. Um, uh, and it's from uh, uh, a great site uh, called um, One United One United Nation of Great Earth Peace. Okay, that's the name of the Facebook group, I guess. And um, but it's very very cool. And it's from ScienceAlert.com. Um, let me just go back to. Oh. Anyway, um, the coming sad decline of the post net neutrality. Uh, oh, that was, oh, that was awful. Oh. Uh, Tells you probably pretty much what's going to happen. The kind of the post net, uh, the post uh, of the post net neutrality internet. Want to read that? Or can you read it? The Federal Communications. I can't really see that. It's too small. The Federal Communication yeah. Commission's repeal of net neutrality protection, uh, which helped. Make the Internet a slightly less awful ecosystem is official. After being approved along party lines in December, the FCC has unraveled the 2015 uh, October Internet. That's sad. That order made net neutrality the unofficial principle that Internet service providers would not discriminate against lawful Internet content. But the law of the land and its angered Internet service providers 
trying to wring more and more dollars out of their customers. The apocalyptic scenario for dismantling net neutrality is that ISPs will block, uh, those are the big servers, will block content that will um, that they don't like in order to push their own services or extort online services, known as edge providers, into paying up in order to deliver faster loads of more bandwidth. Even years ago, even the largest edge providers like Google and Facebook vocally supported net neutrality. It's what allows small startups to compete with billion-dollar conglomerates online. But those same leading companies have mostly gone quiet in recent years as they realize that they can't well shoulder the cost of this potential extortion, and they don't actually want competition. What's this, uh, what this leads to, in our worst-case hypo uh, hypothetical, is a balkanized Internet on which certain websites are only available for certain providers. Yeah, folks, that's what's happening there. And uh, that's what's going to happen with that neutrality. It's just, you know, just destroying us. So, anyway. Um, hmm, I don't know what uh, what happened to our guest, but um, I do apologize, folks, that if you were anticipating her. Um, but uh, that ain't going to happen. So, let's go back to uh, some interesting news and news. What do you say there, Lila? Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you read this? Did you, 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 would, you, would like this. you would like to read this. You have, you have a great empathic voice oh, to read it. Oh, it makes me sick. Over 10,000 immigrant children separated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how are you going to find your infant? I can't. It's a Sick, 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 sickness of the whole thing. It's so wrong. Over 10,000 migrant children are now in U.S. government custody at 100 shelters in 14 states. I hope our state doesn't participate in that heinous behavior. Uh, I don't think they behavior. would, but who knows. Uh, the, member, the number of migrant children held without their parents by the U.S. government has surged 21% since last month to 10,000. 773 children, the Washington Post reported. The uptick comes after the Trump administration imposed a new zero-tolerance policy to prosecute migrants who cross the U.S. border illegally. The, possible, the, po the policy means that migrant parents who cross the border with their children are forcibly separated when they await crim while they await criminal prosecution. I can't. Agree with this terrible thing. Isn't it a terrible thing? It's a, oh, it's inhumane. Yeah, it really is. Oh, it just oh, it makes me so sick. Uh, I feel so sad that our government does something so horrible. So many people so do there's a, there's a huge outcry uh, in this country for that because of this, and uh, it's really sad. Um, it said uh, U.S. Health and Human Services said it would be holding 10,773 migrant children in custody as of Tuesday. That's up 21% from the 8,888 8, it was holding a month earlier. So yes. it's up 2,000 2, kids in just one month. I believe it. You want to, you want to read the rest of that? The surge comes. Uh, the surge comes in the wake of the Trump administration's new tactic to criminally prosecute every person who crosses into the U.S. illegally which requires them to be separated from any children they brought with them while they're detained. 
but it's unclear exactly how many of the 10,773 children being held in government custody were actually forcibly separated from their parents. A Customs and Border Protection official told lawmakers at a hearing last week that 658 children have been separated from 638 adults between May 6th and May 19th under the new zero tolerance. I'm right to the bottom there. Oh, I'll see. I don't know, Leo. Many of the other children may have arrived at the border uh, unaccompanied. Uh, they're typically held in government custody briefing briefly before being placed as prisoners who are usually parents or, or immediate relatives of children. Uh, oh, I see. So, so it appears that what's happening is a lot of these kids are coming to the border by themselves. Yeah. You know, with sisters and brothers and whatever. Oh, and they think they're going to be taken there, and then they are, because they get no other place, and then they're fostered out to their to their relatives somewhere. Okay. But the shelter, the, the shelters the children are staying in are at 95% capacity, and are expected to add thousands of bed spaces in the coming weeks. Uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, HHS official told the Post. To house migrant children, HHS relies on an existing network of approximately 100 shelters in 14 states. Um, yeah. So, it's pretty damn low, man. It's pretty damn rough. And um, Trump administration has come under fire in recent weeks for its policies toward migrant children. The family separation policy sparked an uproar, and particularly after the White House Chief of Staff, John Kelly, dismissed concerns that the policy was cruel during a recent interview with NPR. Uh, this guy is as cruel as they are, as Trump. That's why they get along, you know? And uh, this is from the Business Insider, this, uh, uh, businessinsider.com, dated May 30th. But... Um, I thought it was an interesting article to read, and I think it's, uh, you know, it needs to be, needs to be, people need to know what's going on over there, you know? People just don't seem to really care. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. This, here you go. See this, Lynn? Yep. Clinton Foundation is the biggest scandal in history. How many biggest scandals in history can we stand to look at? Oh, I can't uh, even look at those people. Former CIA officer exposes Clinton charity fraud as the biggest scandal in U.S. history. All those fake charity, though. Yeah, unbelievable. I, it's the biggest scandal. Well, maybe, maybe, but I, I, I'll tell you, I think, I think Trump's enterprise, criminal enterprise, is probably just as big, if not bigger. Former CIA officer exposes Clinton's fraud, the biggest scandal in history. This is from Net Zero, or Zero Hedge Fund, at zerohedge.com, rather. And uh, uh, it says, Former CIA whistleblower Kevin Shipp uh, says that the reason for all the crime and treason at the FBI and DOJ all boils down to one thing. The Clinton's so-called charity. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know, there was something that I, I remember seeing uh, during the election 
during the investigation of Hillary mm. that came up, and that uh, whether it was true or not, I, I, it seemed like it was a true source. And I, I posted it, but uh, Clinton, the Clintons had paid Comey over six million dollars over the years for oh for security issues and, and counseling and advising. All right, stuff like that. And then he was made, uh, you know, uh, uh, FBI director under Obama there. So, yeah, so there, there's a lot of shenanigans going on. You know, wow. Um, okay. So... Um, yeah, let me let me let me just mention this because it's really it's really an interesting article, and I, I suggest you go to zerohedge.com. Okay, former CIA officer is just uh, it's really this goes back a ways. It's just surprising. This goes back to March when this came up, but um, it's interesting that it's uh, brought back again. Some reason I have problems bringing that up. I, I don't know why exactly, but um, it's probably been censored. Um, okay. Well, um, life's a beast. Then let's go on. Um, This is interesting, my love. Uh, Canada is slapping tariffs on $12.8 billion of U.S. goods, but here are the states that are losing the most. And they're all the states that voted for Trump. You know that? Uh, doesn't surprise all the, me. Somehow. All the states voting for Trump are, are, are getting clobbered by, the, by this tariff that Trump wants to, you know, wants to impose on, on, on American goods. Even though, you know, there's a huge. Th they're they're charging huge tariffs on uh, on to us, but Canada isn't taking uh, Donald Trump's decision to hit the country with steel and aluminum tariffs lying down. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced that Canada will impose retaliatory tariffs on 12.8 billion dollars worth of uh, U.S. goods in response to Trump's metal tariffs. Uh, the list of goods set to get hit by the Canadian tariffs varies from industrial steel to sleeping bags, and Trudeau said that the tariffs were uh, not designed to hurt the American people, but rather defend Canada's interest and send a message to the Trump administration. Using U.S. Censors, Census Bureau data on exports and the list of goods subjected to tariffs, Business Insider um, determined exactly which states would get hit the hardest by the Canadian crackdown. Those losers uh, the trade fight of the tra Canadian trade fight are industrial states in the Midwest. Ohio would be the hit the, the hardest. Um, the state sent $1.75 billion worth of goods to Canada in 2017, and that could fall under the tariffs. Michigan could be closed behind with uh, 
1.7 billion in goods. And then they are followed by New York's $1.7 billion, Pennsylvania's $1.4 billion, and Illinois' $1.2 billion. These are all, um, this is how much money they'll lose, you know, or could will definitely be hurt. And the tariffs will go into place on July 1st. Canada's uh, government said, and will stay in place until the U.S. removes the steel and aluminum restrictions. Is that something? Uh, it's going to clobber the same people that, 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 that Trump promised to save. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. Now, I don't know what to tell you, folks. It's a uh, it's, uh, tough, tough life. Huh. Uh, uh, everywhere you go. And Trump just seems to make it worse for everybody. But uh, I wanted to get to uh, talk. Um, oh, this, this is something that really, really is terrible. Trump, the Trump administration wants to roll back child labor laws. Imagine that. Imagine that. You hear me? Yep. No, you didn't. Um, Trump's labor, Trump wants to roll back child labor laws. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy with that at all, and I don't, he just makes these executive orders and the things wipe away, and his position is... With, you want to read that? Can you fill it to Yeah, if I can see yeah. it. It's, it's a little bit small. Just enlarge the print. Just press uh, control plus, yeah. and then I'll be able to see it. No, just keep pressing. You get a. Yeah, I know. Uh, How much bigger do you need it? That's here? good. Oh. Now I can see it. Oh. The Trump administration wants to roll back decades of old protections for America's youngest workers by allowing teens to toil for longer hours under some of the nation's most hazardous workplace conditions. The new report said Tuesday. The Department of Labor will propose relaxing, oh, I think this is so wrong, relaxing current rules known as hazardous occupation orders. The bar 16, that bar 16 and 17 year old apprentices and students from receiving extended supervised training in certain dangerous jobs. It would be like working in factories that have dangerous machinery. Oh, working, and, at, working in fields in the hot summer or working in the dangerous dangerous spots. This includes roofing work as well as operating chainsaws. I think that's you should never let your kids do that. Um, and various other power-driven machines that federal law recognizes as too dangerous for youth younger than 18. The department proposes to safely launch more family sustaining careers by removing current regulatory restrictions on the amount of time that apprentices and, and student learners may perform HO government work. The DOL stated in a summary of its plan. A department, of spokesman, a department spokesman declined to comment to the new service. Currently 16 and 17 year old apprentices and high school students in vocational programs can receive limited exemptions to from work in some of the hazardous occupations, but those exemptions generally don't exceed an hour a day. But the effort will receive sharp criticism from child labor advocates and former government officials who say the rule could erase decades of progress in reducing uh, youth uh, occupational fatalities and injuries. 
the uh, administration plans to frame this as a rule to facilitate closely supervised training that yeah, right. actually enhances uh, safety by allowing youth more practice on the machinery they can operate uh, full time at 18. I don't like this. I, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a major advocate for child safety rules because when I was a, when I was a teenager, I was told that I had to go work in a in a in a sawmill. Oh. You know, one of the dumbest fucking things I I ever you know. Not only dangerous for children, but dangerous for adults. Yeah, well, my father and I got in the biggest argument of my life over that thing, and I you know I, I barely spoke to him again. Because I mean, what happened is I agreed to go to it because I was going to lose my my uh, my living uh, arrangement when I was 17, and I had a year left to go in high school, right? But he insisted that I work, and he got me this job, and I said, "Why would I want to do that? I can go out and do anything else." But you know, it was it, some parents sometimes are as just as dumb as dumb can get, you know. And, uh, and everybody's dumb. Everybody's dumb. It's not limited. To but you know, that put adults. that was one of the most dangerous friggin' places. But dangerous for adults. Never you know, mind it was, kids. It was a sawmill, you know. And uh, a friend of mine had just gotten uh, hurt and hospitalized from that place. He was a year older than I was. He was a senior. And the uh, one of the machines kicked uh, kicked back on him, and uh, you know, nearly castrated him. Okay. In my case, okay, I, I happened to get a concussion and a busted up hand for the rest of my life, and uh, you know, and and you know, these these are the things that people don't realize that kids wind up having to do when they face these, and even adults, uh, dangerous dangerous work, you know. When uh, there are no laws protecting them. And this was back. Well, in the, this was back in the seventies. Uh, makes you wonder why he has such an attraction to. Cruel dictators, and this is one of the reasons. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he has no compassion. In he anybody, has no compassion, except whatsoever. for himself and his family. Exactly, exactly. And what I want to do before, uh, you know, was read this, of course, but uh, hopefully they'll they'll uh, they'll stop this this insanity and help people. But one one thing I wanted to read tonight before we close is the new is a, is a couple articles, one article that I wrote about uh, about uh, Trump. Uh, on my site, and I, and I want to uh, tell people to go to my website um, if they can. It's called lasteelshow.org if you're there right now, or um, you know that. But uh, for people just listening to the show, um, I wish you would go to that site, and I will uh, gladly um, I'd like to I'd like to read something from it for you tonight, and. Uh, what are you doing? I was just going to go and, and uh, show you the, 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 the recent article because this summit that this summit that that, that with Trump and 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 Kim got on these are some these are some I'll show you those later but uh, really funny uh, uh, cartoons from the internet on Trump but this this one here is probably the most critical um, recently. Making a deal with Killer Kim. Mm -hmm. it, it, this is really a, a critical to, to, to think about here. This is, on a, this is an essay I wrote on my, my website. Making a deal, agreement, or a treaty with Kim uh, Jong-un may be possible, may not be possible when, when Trump 
Pompeo, and Bolton realize that they are dealing with a psychopathic killer, a sociopathic killer. Everyone in the Trump entourage of peacemakers appears to have forgotten or overlooked the facts that Killer Kim recently had his cousin murdered with a chemical weapon, killed his uncle by strapping him to an anti-aircraft cannon and firing, and he had another uncle executed by stripping him naked and unleashing starving attack dogs to eat him alive. The last two executions he gleefully watched. Uh-huh. There was little mention of negotiations about human rights violations. This was likely discussed because Trump and his peacemakers have little regard or compassion for humanity and the hundreds of thousands of anti-government activists being re-educated by starvation and brutality in prisons and gulags of North Korea. Trump would bomb and destroy anyone who gets in his way, and Kim would do the same. These two new friends would sooner cut each other's throat if one crosses the other and throw a million nuclear bombs at each other's country for their own amusement and revenge. And just kill all the rest of us. Yeah. And any agreement or treaty with Killer Kim and Trump will not turn out good for the world or their countries. The only two factions that will benefit from any agreement are Kim and Trump. And by leaving their countries to escape the bad public relations problem, they are problems they are facing uh, at home and around the world. The world media hype surrounding these two men are as, are, have been, has been greater than the Harry and Meghan wedding, uh, uh, wedding. Harry and Meghan kissed and married. Kim and Trump shook hands to show bro love. All right? But Trump was on all early news shows today, and this I wrote this yesterday, giving his Trump uh, his speech live from the summit. It was obvious that Steve Miller, Trump's sanguine speechwriter, poured syrup over Trump's words to sweeten the foul taste that lingered after his press conference speech. Trump left himself wide open to possible failure of any agreement with Killer Kim. If Trump gets screwed by Killer Kim, he will look like the fool that he is. But if Killer Kim agrees to denuclearize and promises Trump, and his family uh, copyrighted protections and a few billion dollars in financing, Trump stated, the North Korean shoreline would be a wonderful location to build luxury condo complexes. Course, with a sign Trump on the top. With Trump's name on them. Right, in parentheses I put that. Okay. Uh, but this is this is how Trump makes a deal. You went, he, he spent that private time with him and says, hey, look, man, this is the deal. He's making billions of dollars for you and, then, you know, and uh, we'll set up a whole country, and then he, then he shows him that that stupid video and everything, and it, it's like, it's totally ridiculous. Kim Kim Young Un must have been laughed his socks off, you know what I mean? You don't when, know what he's thinking. When, he didn't when show he's, uh, much. No, he didn't, but he just must have. What a. They didn't really show either one of them much. What a fool, you know? What a, what a complete. You don't know fool. what he's thinking, you know? No, you don't. You don't. But hey, you know. That's that's the craziness of these guys. They, they What's just, this picture? Oh, this one was Giuliani. This is uh, these are these are all the things I got off the internet. Isn't that a good one? Uh-huh. Trump is a ham sandwich. <laughs> but let me let me show you the Giuliani one here. Oh, yeah. Rudy Boy Giuliani and Donald Trump have a very strange relationship. I guess so. Yeah. And, uh, well, you knew he was a cross-dresser, right? 
Rudy Boy Giuliani has been known for years to have a cross-dressing fetish. Donald Trump is known for his freakish interest in unusual sex. He and Rudy Boy go back many years together, and both men are working on their third marriages. Rudy Boy is in the middle of his third divorce. From all the recent comments and craziness of Rudy Boy's recent interviews since Trump hired him as his lawyer, there is mounting evidence that Rudy Boy has lost his mind. Well, he lost it a long time ago. He lost his mind. Where did you get the picture? Oh, I got this off the internet. There's a million of them. Oh, really? Oh, there's tons of stuff showing cross-dressing Rudy. Yeah. And uh, this one happens to be a thing that he did with Trump, where Trump uh, and he French kiss and stuff. Oh, that's uh, Yeah, it's really sick. It's on the internet. But anyway, we're right to the end of our show. But anyway, what makes this cross-dressing lying sack of insanity any more believable? uh, uh, Oh, wait. uh, Yeah. This this was in retaliation to what to what uh, Rudy said the other day mm. when he said the recent comments made in national interviews by Rudy Boy stating Stormy Daniels is not to be respected or believed because she's a stripper and a porn star are ridiculous. What makes his cross dressing what makes this cross dressing lying sack of insanity any more believable than she is, especially when the world now knows that Trump did pay Stormy Daniels $130,000 to keep the affair quiet. Right? Right? It's hard, yeah, it's hard to imagine what incredible imbeciles both Rudy Boy and Donald Trump really are. You know, it's totally phenomenal, you know, that, that these two guys, uh, 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 you know, and, and it, it's just ridiculous. Isn't it? Aren't some of these funny? Yeah. Well, we're right, to the, end of the, we're right yeah, to the end of the show, yeah. Yeah, I know. But anyway, I want to thank ah, everybody who joined me. us. Sorry that you did. Uh, I don't know what happened to our guest. Uh, some confusion. But, but maybe uh, fly around again some other time when they uh, figure out what happened here. But, yeah. Uh, but I hope everybody has a good night. And, um, uh, oh, Lila just had her, her allergic reaction. Oh, this. Rat. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, folks. Anyway, I want to thank everybody who joined us and uh, join us again next week. Tell your friends, get excited, and uh, good night.